I'm Heidi. And I'm Leilani. Welcome to Motherhood Narrated. Do you remember your first best friend? You would talk about everything on your heart from crushes to heartbreaks. You would cry together and laugh together. Nothing was off limits. Well, now we're moms. We have less time, less energy, but an even greater need for friendship. We are navigating new challenges and joys that come with motherhood. We hope to bring back that safe space where you feel encouraged to share your vulnerable moments and you feel a little less alone as we share our stories with you. We're not here to give advice, and we definitely don't have it all together, but we do have a story to tell. And this is Motherhood Narrated. Today, we are talking about the vineyard. We're going to reference a lot about the farmer and what he does, his role in the vineyard, his role in the farm, planting, which is also referred to as sowing, and reaping, which is the harvest. It's referred a lot in the Bible, and um, just for example, in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 8, it says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. So what are you sowing daily? I'm so excited to talk about this topic because this isn't just getting through the day and doing your tasks and getting things done so that you can enjoy life. This is a much bigger scale that we want to talk about. kind of more about the calling on your life. What is it that you see? If you look at your life right now, what do you see? You have uh, financials, uh, maybe your health, your marriage, your parenting style. Chances are you'd like to improve on one or more of these things. And that's where the sewing comes in. That's what we're going to talk about today. Sewing for a bigger and better life than we really can even think of for ourselves. Yeah, you're made for so much more than just to get through every day and feel safe and comfortable. And yeah, we were made for so much more than just getting through every day. So along with these bigger scenarios, these big lifelong dreams, we also have to really deal with the everyday stuff too. And -hmm. actually you are talking about um, something that you're dealing with with Atticus right now. Well, it's crazy because even the the harvest is so long for most of the things that we sow every day. But here's an example of something that I got to see um, and reap so fast. And so um, my husband and I were having trouble with my oldest. He's five. His Mostly his as- attitude and... Um, just respect. So I saw some someone suggest to just constantly encourage your child, uh, their attitude and what they're doing well. And so I was like, there's no way that's going to make much of a difference. There's other things that could <laughs> show the reaping so much faster, but I tried it. And so I just try to encourage him 
and what he was doing in a small scale. So if I saw him doing anything good or having good attitude, then I would compliment him or just tell him I was proud of him. And literally it probably took like one day or two days for him to completely change um, the way he was talking to us and responding to situations and treating his siblings and everything. And it was such a fast reaping of what a small thing I could easily sow. And it didn't take very much time at all. And I love that because a lot of what we sow in life will take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take, you know, child rearing, um, (laughs) raising children. That's such a weird way to put it. But you plant those seeds today and you really reap the benefits Mm -hmm. in their adulthood. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be things along the way that you're going to benefit with your kids. The topic that's on our hearts tonight is God made you for way more than what you imagined for yourself. If you planned out your own life and you lived safely and comfortably within those plans, I don't think you would ever see the potential. Uh, for what God has planned for you. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to be comfortable with making some calculated risks and stepping out of our comfort zones and getting into the bigger picture stuff. So I don't want to lose focus of the everyday things because those are so important. And like Leilani said, you can start something now and see the benefits right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to the big things, we typically go first to our own excuses. So there's a lot of things that can come in the way. We go back to the farmer and his field, and we're going to talk about this also. Weather hits. That's out of your control. There's going to be extra life circumstances that come into your path that you will have to deal with. So let's Mm -hmm. put that on the back burner for just a second and talk about the things that we can control. So the main excuse from moms that I hear from myself and from others is I don't have time. Mm -hmm. And I think we should just talk about that. We can go through a thousand other ones, but let's just focus on the one because we're all given the same time. 24 hours in the day. Yeah, seven days a week. There wasn't a special person that was gifted an extra day and that's why their (laughs) life turned out so much better. So with that 24 hours, I typically hear the same person that says, I don't have time. At some point within even maybe the same conversation, they'll talk about the Netflix show that they just binge watched Mm -hmm. or, you know, how they browsed around Target for two hours or whatever. Like there's scrolled on their phone for four hours, you know. And that's so easy to do because just a few minutes every hour turns into hours in one day that you could have used that or something else to actually improve your life, like fitness or (laughs) marriage. Exactly. So it's not a valid excuse. Things When you say, I don't have something like time, that's a lie. So we just need to say it right now. Don't let yourself say it. I say it all the time. I'm super guilty of it. But if I don't tell myself, okay, I'm not going to say that anymore, then I'm going to just keep saying it. So we need to cut it out. We do have time. We it's do. how we're spending our time. And that comes into the weeds that are in our lives. Pruning, weeding. What are the 
necessary nutrients for growth that we need that we're letting these weeds choke out and Mm -hmm. starve and keep from us having this growth in our life. Let me even just touch on the time thing because I've used that uh, excuse so many times thinking that I don't have enough time to um, read my Bible more or go to the gym or uh, take an interest in the neighbor or whatever it might be. But um, just for Christmas, my husband gave me four books in a series that I really love. And so I started reading them at the beginning of the year and I read all four within the first three weeks of January. (laughs) And I didn't read all day or for hours and hours every day. I literally would start reading after the kids were asleep and then I would still go to bed at 930. And so I was still getting enough, plenty of sleep. But I didn't realize how much time I was able to read for. And I could have used that for something else, but it just gave me a good perspective on, wow, I actually have so much time to be able to read four books in three weeks. Well, you put that time in where you feel encouraged, where you Mm -hmm. feel motivated, or when it's something that you're excited about. So reading a book, you wanted to know the ending. Mm -hmm. So you were willing to put in the time it took to find out the ending. Same with when you're binging a TV show or reading is better than TV. We all know that, but still. (laughs) I know some people's goals is to read a book every month or whatever, but mine definitely was not that. It just gave me a good perspective on how much time I really had. Well, I'm thinking about this and I had just had a talk with my husband. It was actually last night and we were talking about like the fact that I've had a lot of lofty dreams in our marriage compared to other people. People would say actual dreams, not like when you're sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) So, oh, I want to write. I write a children's book. So I wrote one and then I published it like within two weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like I think of something and then I say, well, maybe one day in 10 years, I, that's my personality type. So I know not everyone is wired that way, but I was basically telling him how every time, every time I've had these dreams, he's fully backed me up and encouraged me. He's been on the same playing field, even if he can't see the outcome or why I would dream that or why that interests me, it's like he doesn't care and he just backs me up and supports me. And he's always my number one supporter. He's so encouraging. And I was telling him this and how good it feels to have someone in my life that encourages me to do these things because to have someone affirm this idea and say, yeah, I could see you doing that and you'd be really good at it that makes me want to do it. I want to do that for every single person listening. I want to do that for all of my friends. I want to be someone who can encourage other people to do what they dream of and to show that you are capable of doing it. And maybe even your dreams are too small. We think we dream big, but God dreams so much bigger for us. 
And that's what I want everyone to hear and to see is that it's really good. It's really good to have these dreams and it's good to put time and effort into things that maybe are a little bit risky. And we've all heard the saying, there's no reward without risk. Mm -hmm. It's okay to take a risk every now and then because you have a chance at seeing the reward. And you might fail. But that's right. At least you try. And I'm glad you said that because I said we were going to talk about that. So <laughs> real quick to finish up this whole pruning thing. It's kind of obvious when you're pruning plants in our life, we're pruning the weeds to get rid of the stuff that isn't producing fruit. So if I'm weeding my garden, mm-hmm. I can see very clearly what's not producing fruit, what's choking the life out of my plants. In my life, that would be anything super obvious, sin, um, saying yes to things that are so unbeneficial or mm-hmm. don't provide anything positive in my life. Yeah. But I think we all know that. And I think the hard thing is pruning the good stuff. When you're pruning out the good stuff in your life, that's really hard. It's hard to take something that you know is good fruit and to say no to it. It's being able to give your best yes to something else, though. If you remove sometimes the good fruit that's being Mm -hmm. produced, you can remove that so that the sun will shine on even better fruit that could be growing. So you have to think in your life, what are you putting in place that maybe isn't bad? Maybe it's you go to the park with your friends every single day. That's not a bad thing. Like fellowship is good. Having friendships is necessary as a mom. Those are good things. But when you have too much of it, is there something better that that time is choking out? And I'm not saying to use that specific example, but that's the hard part for all of us is we have to think about what are those good things that we say yes to that maybe we shouldn't say yes to because there's something better that we could be saying yes to. Exactly. That's so good. What about when the inevitable happens? Bad weather that ruins your crops. People Mm -hmm. are going to come into your life that are going to want to still kill and destroy good things that are happening in your life. And whether we see it or not, there are people out there wanting to attack good things. Typically, when you start feeling momentum and you're on a roll and you're like, okay, I'm going to improve or self-improve, whatever it is, that's usually when the attack comes. Weeding is something we're tackling our own life That's stuff that we can control, but it's the outside forces that we can't control Mm -hmm. that are going to come. And it's how we respond to those circumstances. Yes. Do we stop in our tracks and say, you know what? I tried and I failed and I'm just going to stop this sewing process and um, turn around and give up? Or are you going to keep going and keep trying to get to that reaping season, you know, like the sowing, the sowing is such a short part and the reaping is such a sh- short part of the, the lifespan of that crop. But the growing is what takes the longest period. Like I'm pretty sure for the sowing process, it only takes a few hours to a few days, depending on how big your fields are. Same with the reaping. I mean, I could be wrong. I've never done it, but I think. And the growing takes months, you know, or depending on what it is, even longer. And so that process of the growing is so long and 
so many obstacles can come in the way. And it's how we respond to those obstacles is um, what fruit we're going to produce at the end. Exactly. We have so little time in the sowing process. When you're planting the seed, when you're intentional with your kids or your husband Mm -hmm. or your dreams and goals, when you're intentional with those and you're putting the work in, it's easy to stay focused. It's the waiting now to see the results. That's when things are going to happen. That's when real life is lived and bad things will happen. Um, And you have to make a decision right now. Am I going to get to the reaping part or am I going to let someone talk negative to to me and stop my dream? Am I going to let um, someone who's doing better than me cause me to second guess myself and yeah, feel Feel defeated defeated and want to stop and quit? Or am I going to let maybe a horrible incident, like a not just a temporary setback, but maybe something financial, tragic, maybe something yeah. big or tragic. Am I going to completely stop? Maybe for a season or a time, you do have to put a pause on things, but to completely stop something that you were called to do, to stop that completely because of outside circumstances, you will not see the benefits of your mm-hmm. crop. And if you continue, it's the people who push past it. It's the people who go beyond that circumstance and beyond the obstacle that actually get to reap the benefits of their hard labor mm-hmm. and their hard work. And that hard labor and hard work sometimes is going to look different. Sometimes it's easy and it does go quick and there aren't obstacles. Yeah. But a lot of times there is a lot, a lot of times, times in the process where you feel defeated and you think this is not actually going to happen. of the crop was wiped out. There's no way we can build back with 10%. But you don't know until you do it. And one of the most important things is, like you said, with your husband encouraging you, is during that growing season and waiting season is surround yourself with people who are going to push you, who are going to encourage you, who are going to tell you not to give up and um, are for you. Like that is one of the most important things for you to be able to get through those seasons is surround yourself with people who believe in your dream and believe in that reaping season that it will come and that you can get through it and that you will get through it. Um, it's so true. Depending on who you surround yourself with, if you just surround with yourself with people who don't believe in your dream or in you, I don't think you can get through it, no. honestly. I mean, it's... Going back to the analogy we're using, do you want to surround yourself with weeds in your garden or do you want to put fertilizer in your garden? Mm -hmm. Which one is going to do you better? It's very clear. And we've Mm -hmm. said this so many times, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So true. It is. It can't be more true because who you put around you and surround yourself with, it becomes contagious. Oh yeah. So when I feel encouraged by someone, I... I mean, I feel like I could go out and do this for a living. Like I want to go find out every single person's story and just encourage them in it because it becomes so contagious. However, it works the opposite way. And like even just like even the sympathy thing of like, if you are struggling with uh, uh, the obstacles that are in the way of the growing season, um, it makes a difference if someone around you is saying like, oh, I'm so sorry, that must be so hard. There's a difference between obviously like giving sympathy and then like playing into that and saying you are going through, you sh- like you do need rest, like give yourself right. grace instead of someone who pushes you and says, you know what, 
but what about all this good that's going to come from the end? Like there has to be someone in your life, at least one person that encourages you, because if you have people in your life that are the opposite, um, that's going to be contagious. And then you're yourself are going to be that person that then does that to other people. You're going to start discouraging people from their dreams. And because now your dream is crushed and your growing process got stumbled. And so you want to inflict that on everyone else's dreams and process of their, uh, their growing. And I'm so glad that you said that because a lot of times you need to hear it out loud to even know it's happening. Yeah. We have people in our lives that do that and they disguise it as Mm -hmm. being the ones who are so there for you. Like, yeah. Like you said, just, I am so sorry this happening. You deserve a break. You deserve to not do anything. You deserve to have a rest and to put all this aside. And you, and Mm -hmm. again, there's a time and a place for small moments of that and for seasons of that. But for someone who is encouraging it and disguising it to look like it's for your benefit, you need to think carefully about that. Think about those words that are being said. Who's saying that in your life that is stopping you from progressing to the next level. Typically when breakthrough happens in someone's life, it's called breakthrough for a reason. There is something that they are breaking through. There is a level of stopping. There's a cement block in their way, something that you feel like you can't move past and you actually have to change something and resist the temptation to let it stop you. You have to be the one to break through that. You can do that with God. You can do it when he puts a calling on your heart and you stay focused and you stay connected to him as your encouragement and you stay connected to people who are like-minded and who are super encouraging for you because sometimes you can't do it alone and you need someone to help you get that breakthrough. But if you are not willing to remove those obstacles or to shut down the negative talk in your life, you might not get to the other side. Mm -hmm. It's so true. With talking about this, there's a lot of overwhelming feelings that I know people are going to get. Not everyone is wired like this, where you see someone talking about their dreams and wanting to move forward and just have this this breakthrough in their life. Sometimes we hear that and we get really overwhelmed. And so I want to address that too, because regardless of where you are when you hear this, that overwhelmed feeling is, again, an attack. Yeah. If you think about, again, this image that we're giving you, I hope you set this in your mind. Go watch a video on uh, vineyards, vineyards because this is the such a good example, and that's why mm-hmm. it's used so many times in the Bible. But think about what you're planting. You are not planting an entire vineyard. You're planting a seed. And mm-hmm. sometimes when you plant a seed, you say, I'm out here and I'm motivated and I'm actually feeling like I can plant all the seeds right now. And that's good. That's great. But you're only planting seeds. You're not hauling huge trees and digging them into the ground. And so you need to remember that this is a seed at a time. And like we said, the process of waiting is where we're living. We're not living in constantly planting seeds and then constantly reaping the rewards. We Mm -hmm. plant and then we live our life. And so don't feel overwhelmed. Still feel like you can live your life, but don't give up when something stops you. Remember that you have planted seeds for a reason and you need to be able to see the rewards on the other side. There's an awesome quote from Erwin McManus and it says, the person who loves the process has much greater chance of success than the person who loves the outcome. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to read that first part again. The person who loves the process has much greater chance of success. That's talking about the waiting period. Mm-hmm. So if you are focused on the outcome, you probably can get discouraged very easily because we know, yeah. like Leilani said, that those months of waiting, how easy is it to and they can lose focus years. on the outcome? Exactly. On so many dreams, it can be years and years of waiting. Like, if, for example, so many Bible characters, you know, like 40 years, like there's so many, so many years yeah. that is so much longer than a lifetime to fulfill some of these and how easy is it to get discouraged in that waiting part. But if you're loving the process, if you love the life you're living in between, you're much less likely to be discouraged to stop. Yeah. So learn to love the life that you're in. There's a balance of contentment and joy in what you're living and still not giving up on dreaming bigger dreams and moving forward. I love that because it starts with a dream. Like you have to have a dream and um, a purpose in your life. And starting by just sowing the small seeds, it's not something overwhelming. It's something small. And not to miss the days and moments with the people around you and the events around you during that process and the growing. And not to be discouraged on how long it's taking to see the reaping season. Um, So start by dreaming. I think that's the biggest thing. If you haven't dreamed or dream big or a purpose in your life, start with that. Ask God to give you a purpose that's so much bigger than just the day-to-day. And um, start by just planting the first seed for your vineyard. Um, We love you. We believe in you. And we know that you are doing a great job and you are a good mom.